As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast brought to you in association with Progress, the centre-left Labour pressure group changing Labour policy, stopping a Tory hard Brexit, marching for a people's vote, your remain home in Labour. Whoa. Whoa. Theresa May. Oh. Theresa May, what a day. Steve, welcome. We're going to do an extended news, I think. It deserves it. Yes. And then we will do Brexiteer of the Week, obviously. Yes, because it's but I looked. think there are more important things. In there are life. more pressing things to start with. I, I, it's, it's been an extraordinary couple of days. It has. Can I, I was going to read the timeline of stuff. I'm going to set, set everything up and do a timeline. Okay. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Good. So, me too. I'm pumped. Wednesday... 7.15pm, Theresa May makes a statement outside number 10 following a five-hour cabinet meeting announcing that the cabinet has agreed the deal. Yes. Were you surprised by that? Uh, no. No, me neither. She said the choices before us were difficult. Is that how she talks? Yeah. Particularly in relation to Northern Ireland backstop. But a collective decision of cabinet was that the government should agree the draft withdrawal agreement and the outline political declaration. At that stage, I thought, huh? Mm. There's yes. going to be some resignations. Yes. 8pm, Jean-Claude Juncker, president of the uh, European Commission, of course, um, said that the uh, negotiations had concluded. The next step of the process can begin. Mm. It's all fairly jolly, wasn't it, for, for our Brexiteers? Is that you making that funny noise? It was, yeah. Um, then... Fast forward 11 and a half hours. Yes. Some people have slept on it. Yes. But not before Donald Tusk announces the council will hold an extraordinary summit in Brussels on November the 25th. Yes. Then, Charlie Schwara. Ever, did, had you ever heard of him until no. this point? Well, I had actually because I had a bit of a tussle with him. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's not physical. a physical tussle. Some years ago now. Okay. Um, so I knew him, he quit. But we needed more than that, didn't we? We did, yeah. But then, he opened the floodgates. Then, then the wheels really did fall off, yes. didn't they? When the second Brexit secretary, in a matter of months, yeah. quit. 
Dominic Rob. Dominic Rob. Funny one that, because surely he was quite involved in the writing of this. You would, you would expect have thought so, yeah. That, that, was he off school that morning I or something know. when they did the bit he didn't like? I'm not quite sure about that. Um, then Esther McVeigh. Yeah. We what always. Sad, what a sad loss she will be. We did. We did think that Esther would probably uh, be one of the ones that would go. Esther uh, McVeigh should have resigned twice before. I'm delighted to see Esther McVeigh go. Yeah, I think that those are views that are echoed uh, by a lot of people. Uh, 20 minutes later, Suella Braverman. Not yes. a great shot. Former ERG uh, chairman. No. Um, then Anne-Marie Trevayan. Yeah, no. Never heard of her. No. Never heard of her. Um, and then at 10.30, Mrs May began to address the Parliament. Take, let's take away the our particular stance on Brexit. Yes. What did you think her performance was like in the House? I thought it was um, well. She was just. She was. She's just been talking about. We've just seen a press conference, which we'll come on to later. And she's just been. Uh, she's just compared herself to Jeff Boycott, um, who she who she said he always got the runs, which I, th- I thought was a an unfortunate thing to, to to say. She's certainly up to her neck in it. Yes, very much so. Um, but she always got the runs. So I thought it was a Jeff Boycott style performance. Um, her willingness to answer every question that was put, and really there only are about three or four questions uh, which were then repeated, um, meant that she was there for three hours, and it also meant that after the first 20 minutes she just repeated herself. And, and yeah, we, she, see, we see this with Theresa May all the time, don't we? She, PMQs, she, yeah. she, she starts off reasonably well, she's got her lines, and then... Um, oh my God, she sticks to them. She, she sticks to them, and she repeats them over and over again. I thought, in the face of uh, very, very difficult circumstances... Yes. Um, she was pretty good, actually. She'd never, she didn't quite lose her temper, but there no. was a bit of fire there. Um, you know, it is what it is. It was a, t- a very tough three hours for her, and it must have been very draining, but she did get through it. It was, you know, and, you know, so... It, and she proved herself once again to be her phrase that the a bloody difficult woman, yeah. and that's the sort of thing that she she does. You know, I'm not sure that we should overpraise a politician for turning up to a place where politics oh, is done and, and, not. and doing she politics. Answer, she did answer um, more than a hundred questions. She did. They I were mean, the same was, questions and the same were, answers. They were, but nonetheless, it was again. it was a marathon session. But yes, she was doing her job, and she. But the look, you know, if it wasn't for her voting for Section Twenty Eight, the bedroom tax, raising tuition fees to nine grand, the Iraq War, voting against the hunting ban, adoption by uh, gay couples. Um, a voting against um, it being illegal to smoke in a car when you've got a child in the car with you. She, did, she didn't like that. If it wasn't for a cutting police funding by a quarter, sending out the immigration vans, leading to the disgusting Windrush thing, making Boris Johnson Foreign Secretary, triggering Article 50 too quickly and calling a pointless election, I would feel great sympathy for Theresa May. Listener, what I would say is that you might be thinking that Steve has written that down. Can I just tell you that he will word for word repeat that on any given opportunity. You, you could you could you can just drop the word May into a conversation in the pub. It might might refer to the month. The month when of May. Very month on, of May. When are you going on holiday? May. Oh well if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for section twenty eight. Exactly. The bedroom the same, same what did thing. I say next? Raising tuition fees to <laughs> nine grand. Incredible. But if it wasn't for that, she'd be your favourite politician of all time. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to praise her for standing up and doing her job for three hours. Okay, then something went right for her. Yes. Because um, Andrea Leadsom... Yes. 
Led some for leader. Led some for leader. We should get some t-shirts made. We should. Um, <laughs> Surely. <laughs> and march on Parliament. <laughs> um, if it, uh, she she backed her. She and a lot of people her. said that Andrea would would quit. We also thought that Penny Mordaunt would quit. Yes. She didn't. Um, but Raymond uh, Christie has resigned. Well, that was so that was the big one, wasn't it? It, 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 it sort of teeter, you know, it sort of it, it filtered off into uh, less important resignations. But but perhaps um, well, I'll tell you what. Let's st- take a step back then and think about the deal. Yes. Is it a soft Brexit? Well, it's a softer Brexit, isn't it's it? Certainly softer than Lancaster House. It's it's is it is it preferable to a no deal Brexit? Yes. Well, yes, of course it is. So should we, in that case, it's not obviously we would like a people's vote. Yes. Um, but if if. In a th- so in a three-option people's vote, it would be my second preference. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, d- so does does in that case Theresa May and the government deserve some praise for that? Well, I mean, have she, they been pragmatic about it? Uh, look, look, and I think she, I think she again. You know, I'm not going to praise Theresa May. Hang on, a, a, a woman who voted for <laughs> Section 28 <laughs> for the bedroom tax. Hang on a minute, it's Groundhog Day, <laughs> like it is for Theresa May. Um, and um, you know, I'm not going to praise her too much for doing politics. It, look, it's, but she has returned with a deal, which you know, this is what the EU have said the deal was going to be virtually from the start. She's, I think, she's probably won a couple of concessions. But is it a good deal? Not really, is it? And it's not a deal that is, you know, the, the important thing is, and she knows, she knows this. Is this deal's got no chance? Of no passing. chance. It has got no chance. So now we go into this bizarre limbo, and yeah. we can talk about the timetable, can't we? So, you know, November the 15th, an ex- extraordinary summit. 25th. Which, 25th, sorry. It's November the 15th today. It is November the 15th today, yeah. So this is an extraordinary summit, you and me talking Indeed. about this all over. <laughs> so an extraordinary summit, um, which sounds like the sort of start of a, the new the new sort of Harry Potter Ooh. The extraordinary summit of Harry, Harry Potter and the EU twenty seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so there's so 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 she'll go back. They'll they'll presumably having negotiated this with her, it will be a fairly easy sell for them. Yeah, she'll come back. There may be a couple of little nice you know things thrown into the mix for us, but not very much. What like uh, a. Some stocking fillers. Maybe Ferrero Rocher or something Ooh, like that. Yeah, or a, a tangerine. Yes, exactly. Some shiny two-penny pieces. A tangerine in a sock. Yeah. Um, or a pool ball in a sock. Well, that would be <laughs> did for poor old Whitey Bulger. Um, a lock in a sock is, is what did for him, wasn't it? The, is that what it was? The American gangster. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, um, so you know, she'll, she'll, maybe they'll throw her another little bone, Um but uh, but then she will come back and it will be a deal that no one will vote for. So so you know in in effect the next two weeks are complete limbo and we are going forward uh, with a deal. We, we we are preparing to vote on a deal that no one will vote for and that to me doesn't sound like it is going to happen. Well, I think without more drama. Yes, because that in that in that ten days that we've got before that um, before Harry Potter goes off to Brussels. Yeah. We, we we could fill that with something, can't we? We could, yeah. Let's talk about Jacob Rees-Mogg and his ERG. He's written a letter. ERG. I feel like this should be like a, a banging E-R-G. house base. ERG, no, yeah. Like ERG. Uh, uh. 
That'd be brilliant, wouldn't Can it? Can you see how down with the kids yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, it'd be excellent. Yeah. What the listeners can't see, of course, is that the lights dimmed and lasers flashed across the room. That'd then. be ace. I am high it? ERG. If he was like the Venga, if the ERG were more like the Venga Boys. <laughs> I think you pronounce it Venga Boys. <laughs> Venga Boys. <laughs> the Brexit bus is coming. The Venga Boys. It would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Can you tell we've had quite a lot of late nights and early mornings? Yes. Um, we're very excitable. Uh, so, Jacob Rees-Mogg, pr- pretty much as soon as Theresa May, uh, he did have the decency to let her finish. Um, he, he went out in a b- b- big media scrum. Yes. He walked through the lobby out um, out of the Cromwell, out into the, in front of the Cromwell gate and uh, delivered his letter to uh, Graham Brady and then went out and addressed the press outside. Yes. Was this um, like a illuminated by monks, do we think? I would imagine so. Was it vellum? I imagine. On vellum? I would, I would hope so. And delivered on a sort of silver salver, yeah, yeah. By, his, by his Batman, his valet. Did I he use his quill. I would uh, the I'd, quill of the people, of course. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. If it was his quill, it wouldn't be the quill of the people. Would, would it? No, this will not go anywhere near the people. No, has been in my family for oh, generations. Goodness me, um, what a ridiculous figure he really. My is. ancestors have written letters of no confidence with this quill for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he delivered it. Now, yes. we were told, of course, that we had 44 letters. Now, you can withdraw your letter if you want. So yes. we don't know if it's fluctuated. But from my county, we've had five already today. Yes. So that would be 49. Yes. Um, but some might have come back, some might not. Um, so there was some conjecture before the conference about, for the press conference, about whether the letters were there and this was going to be okay. You yeah. tell me, I will serve my party if you want me, sort of press conference. Because there were lots of conjecture, would, it, would she be quitting? Uh, she didn't. Um, if, this, if this is where you come for your political news, Theresa May did not quit. <laughs> she did not quit. Well, we're saying that. It's yeah, we're, record, it's we're only recording this at six o'clock. <laughs> fight, yeah. By the time we've finished recording, she may well have. So stick with us. If we get breaking news, we shall, uh, we shall pass it on. So the ERG are putting letters in en masse. Yes. It very much looks like... She's going to have to face this. Nadine Dorries has put one in. Did you see that? Has she? She, she said That's on Twitter. She said on Twitter, "I've put my, I, I submitted my letter uh, a few days ago." Oh. And she said the writing has been on the wall for some time. All right. Did she write it on a wall? It's like Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> she's had to chip it out. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, bloody hell! Oh my goodness! Why did I, why did I, I think she's this through? Got her pals. <laughs> bloody hell, Nadine! Not again! I remember when you wrote that Christmas card last year. Bloody still in the garden. Just went, I mean... Madness, you know, again. She and, is and not Sarah. one of the Brexiteers of the week this week, spoilers, but... I we mean, did she, think... She is a... She is. We did think that Nadine Doris is... Oh, she is one of the Brexiteers I was going to say, We did think that Nadine Doris had come round to Theresa May after she said her name like everyone else does. Yes. But anyway, never mind. Um... That's right. So, that, so listen, we're going to... It looks like she's going to have to face this vote of no confidence. Let me... Um, there, there's been lots of back and forth about this because the rules changed in two, I think it was in 2008 actually but I think it was mm. on the back of um, a, a, a years of discussion about what John Major did so John Major stepped down prompted a leadership contest stood in it yeah. and won it he stood he, in it he stood he stood in the runs he, stood in the, he got the runs <laughs> he was another cricket he fan he was a cricket fan um, he, he stood in the leadership contest yes. and won you can't do that anymore yes what happens now is 
If the 48 letters go in, yes. there is a secret ballot. Is it 44 letters or 48 letters? 48 letters. 48 letters. We think there were 44 in. We think there were 44 in, okay. It's definitely 48, 15%. Right. So, there, what happens then is... Yes. So, this is probably what's going to fill up the next couple of weeks. Yes. Secret ballot of all Tory MPs. Yes. And a simple majority... Either way, for or against, have you lost confidence in the Prime Minister? Yes or no? Yes. If she wins, she stays and there is yep. no nothing else happens. And she cannot then be challenged for another 12 months. Great, okay. If she loses, a leadership contest begins, which could... I mean, these guys have been saying we could do it quicker. Could she stand in a leadership contest? No. no. If she loses, that's it. I believe that that is the end. Right, okay. Um, that is different, and there's been, this is where some confusion in the office arise, arose today uh, from a, a, a vote of no confidence, a motion of, in yes. the House. Very different. So, that's, how many does she need? It's not going to happen. She 159. 159. Yeah, 159. Right. So, lots of numbers I'm throwing at you. Yeah. But that is, um, that is a very small amount of people deciding our next Prime Minister. It is, yeah. It? But uh, thank goodness it's in the hands of people like Suella Braverman <laughs> and Nadine Doris. Phew! We are saved, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, there are, you know, let, let's, let me say that there are many idiotic men in the, uh, in the uh, Conservative Party as well. In the and, world? In the, and in the world. Uh, and in this men, room. Eh, and men. on this podcast. <laughs> men, eh? <laughs> That's our new podcast, Men, eh? <laughs> Where we just chat about our rubbish men, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, I, he, he should be out with me, but he's doing a bloody podcast! <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. But I don't mean to pick on Sue. I do mean to pick on Suella yeah, Brown absolutely. and Nadine Doris, but, but other conservative idiots are available. So, um, so what we're gonna? What, so, so, what's next after that? So then, then there is a full-on leadership. Concept. Yeah. Now, now, now that is that is voted for by. So, firstly, so you need I think it's five percent of uh, MP, of total Tory MPs to back you. So you need about sixteen. Is that right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and very. Or is it 2%? (laughs) There's a lot of percentages in my head. (laughs) Um, But anyway, it's quite a small percent. And then when you've got got that, they they run off. So, um, you know, I think it was Liam Fox that dropped out first last time. Yes. Lowest number of votes. So they're voted for by who? By the Tory... Just the MPs. Just the MPs. Until they get down. Until they get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. To the final two. And... um, I'd like to see that. Rhys Mogg singing Jungle Boogie. We've had some very strange moments. Swinging the mace. In Tory party uh, um, leadership husting past. My favourite is absolutely, and we've already alluded to it, when when, uh, Ledsome and her followers, uh, Tim Tim, um, Loughton, uh, marched on Parliament with (laughs) Ledsome for leader t-shirts. But my second favourite was definitely uh, DD for leader with the um, the, page three models. Yeah. so then, so then, uh, the final two will go head to head, and and in a normal situation, yes, this could take up to twelve weeks, could it? Um, oh, now, now, which would even if it happened right now, would take us to the end of February, which would give us a month. Amazing, <clears throat> but these are not uh, ordinary times, and I think I think the Tories would want to quicken this up. 
modern technology would suggest that they could get it out because so of course when you got to the final two it was out to the members yes. so I would think that somehow we could do this quicker than just posting letters out to people surely yes. when you know clearly it's in the national interest to get a prime minister in place um, I would suggest that if that happened I think Theresa May could, could carry on as, as interim and carry on as prime minister even if she wasn't leader of the party you don't actually need to be leader of a party to be prime minister in fact you don't even need to be an MP yes um, but uh, there you go. So that is where we are. Well, so what you're saying is that British politics could be up for, you know, some months of real sort of limbo as opposed to the... I think if Theresa May loses this confidence vote, which I think will either be announced as happening tomorrow, probably Monday because Parliament won't sit tomorrow, so I reckon they'll go and have a lie down. Yeah. Um, I think if if we get to Monday and Graham Brady hasn't come out, I'll be starting to think, Mr Brady, you're not very good at counting. No. Um, because I'm pretty sure those 48 letters must be either in or almost in. Uh, my it understanding is... if he came out and did 48 crash by Susie Quattro? I can't stop thinking about that now. If he was out in the, came out in the Susie Quattro leathers... And he did 48... 48 crash, 48 crash... What's that your favourite song with a number in uh, 96 Tears, question mark in the Mysterions. What about 68 Guns? 68 Guns will yeah. never die. Yeah. Three is a magic number. Dallas oh. Dalla Souls, very good song. There's, there is lots of, there's lots of good songs with numbers in there. Are, there are, yeah, yeah. That's our second podcast. Can't think of them. The Songs with Numbers podcast. Songs with Numbers podcast. After All Men, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Which we're, I think we're going to call They're All, they're all Bastards Carol. <laughs> or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> That's... You just about got that passed. I did tell Steve, no swearing. I did, yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to be cutting this podcast at midnight. No, you don't. I've got lots of stories still to file, don't swear. This but I'm true. afraid the B word is it's on the cost. Well, it? it went to court, didn't it? Oh, did it? Oh, no, that was bollocks. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. If anyone's offended by Steve's potty mouth, um, yes. please accept my sincerest apologies. So, what do you think the odds are? Then, so what are the odds on there being a leadership challenge? What would you say? Percentage. What the the odds? Percentage. The odds of her not. The odds of her lose. The odds. The, the odds of her there being a leadership. The odds challenge. of the letters going in. Yes. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. I would say, I'm a hundred percent certain that she will face that that confidence. And what are the odds of her winning the confidence? The, I would I would say that I am about 75% sure that she would win it. Okay, so that would mean that she would continue as Prime Minister. And what are the odds of her getting this deal through Parliament? Zero. <laughs> Zero. So in that case, she's got, I think, two options. Yes. The first one... Yeah. Stand down. Stand down, Theresa, yeah. Um... But as we've seen, how many times have we talked about this? She's going to remain in the crease and get the runs. She, she, I I am strongly of the belief that Theresa May, by hook or by crook, will still be Prime Minister as I am taking my dying breath. Hmm. The woman is extraordinary. She has survived any number of of things that would have toppled a lesser Prime Minister. Well, maybe not a lesser one, but a previous one. Yeah, okay, Prime, another <laughs> so Prime I, And she, she must have the thickest skin. She is rhino-skinned. And for that alone, I have got a sort of begrudging, you know, um, 
respect for her. But she is a bit like... Don't the, do your list. She is a bit like the, the Black Knight, isn't she, in the Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> you know, she's, she's passed, she has been... Her arms have gone, her legs have now gone, and she's still going, come on, I'll bite you to death, or whatever he's saying. <laughs> anyway. Her teeth have gone. Her teeth have gone. Oh, Ray mind. and Brady's teeth are gone. They're even worse than mine. Never mind. They're shocking. Um, so then, so she's got two options. Quit yes. or go grovel into the EU asking for more concessions. I, I can't no. see that... Well, they're not going to give them, but equally, I don't think they're going to give them enough to make everyone happy. Soz mate, yeah. they'll say. <clears throat> what they would like, though, mm. and I think what they'd be quite happy with, is for her to say, we need more time. Mm. They would, I think, happily push back March the 29th. Yes. Give us another year. Yes. Now, Theresa May would have to go to the House of Parliament because we voted, we, they voted on our behalf, whether we like it or not, mm. to leave the EU and go into the transition period on the 29th of March next year. There's a TV behind me and Steve is watching it and it's very off-putting. Sorry, it's I'm... like when you're in the pub and you've got the football behind you yeah, yeah, and you think yeah. people are looking at you. Yeah. Is something happening? No, no, I'm, I'm, not well, sure. I'm watching the Jetsons. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> if anything happens, let me know. Yeah, yeah. Um, They've so... lost the space dog. <laughs> what was the dog called? I can't remember. I like the Jetsons. Meet George Jetson, his wife Judy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll definitely that's, that's take going uh, on the men podcast. Judy out on a date. She was lovely, wasn't she? Um, what Judy or uh, Wilma? Oh, I've got a soft spot for well, I, but I like I'm, I like Betty Rubble. Oh, Betty Rubble was. Can I tell super, you what? Super they were cute. they were all strong, independent, intelligent women. They were, and that's why I'd like to celebrate them. Well said. <laughs> Well said. Yeah, just yeah. took that spin off. I love you that. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Um, yes, yeah, so she's got two options, yes. like I said, for the third time. She's got two options. Quit, go back to the EU, ask for more concessions. Not going to get them. Right. Ask for a longer period. She then has to go to the House and get the House to agree to that longer period. Yes. Because otherwise we're going out. Now, I think the House would vote for that. Because there's not enough bonkers Brexiteers who want a no-deal Brexit. I think the majority of MPs either want no Brexit or want a deal. Because, yes. the, I mean, we've seen how much the pound has fluctuated. Dom, I don't know how Dominic Raab really affects the pound, but he, did, but he did this morning. Yes. Absolutely went through the floor. So imagine if we crash out. Yes. We're all going to be a lot, lot poorer. Well, it's not going to matter. We're a little Jacob, bit poorer already. Absolutely. But it's not, it doesn't matter to Jacob Rees-Mogg and that lot. Yes. Because they're loaded. Um I don't know whether you saw this before, but earlier on this afternoon, the, um, the, the nicotine-stained... Uh, Man froggy face of Nigel Farage appeared on the the TV screen. I did see it. Uh, you did see it, yeah. And what did he do when Theresa May said that the, uh, Theresa May, Kay Burley, an even more fearsome <laughs> performer. Um, when what did he do when Kay Burley said the the pound is is crashing, it's tanking. He laughed. He laughed. He loves he laughed. it. He can't stop laughing at it. You are very when well aware, but listener, there are exclusive pictures of, uh, Nigel, of Farage. Nigel Farage in the New European and on the website pointing at the pound, absolutely and tanking laughing. and laughing. He cannot see a graph of the pound going down without, without. I was going to say, but let's say wetting himself. He's, he, he just loves it. Yeah, he does, yeah. I wish I was tickled by oh, such simple oh, oh. things. Do you think it's just the pound, or is it any graph showing a decrease in anything? Maybe it is, yeah. <laughs> he's, just got, he's just got graph fever. Yeah. Steffi graph. Steffi graph fever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah. 
She a was a very woman. Ta- talented, strong woman. Yes, she was. Oh, yeah. which we turns out are celebrating. We're celebrating, on this podcast, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, talking of which, Jerry sends her apologies. She does, yeah. Um, the odds then. Um, so, so, what what about the odds of a people's vote now? Do you think the odds of a people's vote have increased uh, with all of this chaos? Uh, not with Theresa May still no. in office. I think. Um, I don't think. I think the fact that she actually, uh, I don't think that she will uh, call for a people's vote. Um, but what I do think is that in the last three days she's been saying it's my deal, mm. a no deal Brexit or no Brexit. Yes. And I think that if she carries on saying that, she's going to yeah. start getting into people's minds. And they're saying, well, she, maybe a no, maybe a no Brexit is a good idea. The risk of no Brexit, she uh, she yeah. keeps saying, which yeah. is a risk well worth taking. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, sort of I've risk got some that. numbers on this actually from some polls. There was a. Um, there was an overnight uh, YouGov poll, uh, which was done um, last night, obviously, um, uh, on sorry on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, uh, which said that 59% um, favoured a people's vote, uh, and that went up to 64% if uh, Parliament rejected the the deal. Okay. Um, so if it was a choice between uh, between that uh, Sky Data poll. Uh, no Brexit, fifty-four percent. No Deal, thirty-two percent. May's Deal, fourteen percent. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, that is that is really uh, that that's really quite clear. And and support a people's uh, vote uh, in the Sky Data poll also fifty-five percent to thirty-five percent. But and then a, a new YouGov poll which has been done this afternoon. Nineteen uh, percent support May's deal and forty-two percent oppose May's deal. But the headlines for me are that um, when you ask people whether they want to see a people's vote, uh, we've got two things now, uh, two two votes here. YouGov sixty-four percent want a people's vote, uh, and um, if a deal is rejected, and fifty-five percent in the Sky Data poll want a people's vote uh, and 35% are opposed to a people's vote. So that is, I mean, that's 20 points. That's a fairly hefty <clears throat> margin for a fairly hefty plurality for, for a people's so vote. So wait a minute, that sounds to me like the will of the people mm. is to have a second referendum. It does, yeah. It sounds like it's beginning to, it's beginning to look a lot like people's votes, isn't it? Christmas vote and uh, Christmas and people's vote. How would a people's vote come to pass? Do you think? How could it? How could that actually happen? Um, so, so let's say this this continues. She stumbles on. She wins whatever. She wins her first vote. She goes to the EU. She returns with a, a you know a couple of extra uh, little dog bones that, that they have uh, that they have thrown her. Um, the deal goes before the House of Commons. The deal is rejected by the House of Commons. Mm-hmm. At some point, then, do, do Labour, do, do, do Labour, can Labour table a motion to, in favour of a people's vote? How would it possibly work? Yeah, they work? could. But right. It wouldn't be binding. It wouldn't be binding, would it? No. Um, they could table. I mean, they've got to make. Again, there are going to be questions about Theresa May's leadership at that point. Yes. And you know, is there potentially, a, you know, is there a motion tabled in the House of Commons? Then, hmm. I mean, if, if that happened, then uh, 
and Theresa May lost, then there would be a two-week cooling-off period where Parliament would shut down. Yeah. Um, That's and brilliant, it, isn't it? In the, in the meantime... Oh, hey, we better yeah. think about this. Fancy holiday. Fantastic. No would, confidence. You would just vote for no confidence for that, wouldn't yeah. you? Once a month. Winter getaway. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> is, um, is that how it works in Italy? Is that why, <laughs> is that why they're so... Maybe it's, so. It's brilliant. Oh, I fancy Maybe a couple so. of weeks off here. Um, I need a cooling off period. And in, in that cooling off period, they would try and form a government. I, yeah. I, I think that we're getting to uh, the state where we have to start seriously considering whether, whether someone needs to say, do we need a... Uh, some kind of national government um, to to try and see this through, some yes. kind of coalition, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, but but maybe that's a bit further down the line. I think I think the best thing that could happen for the people's vote, as we are now, and as we are looking ahead to what may or may not happen, mm. is for us to is for Parliament to say, right, March 29th is not going to work. We do the last thing we want is no deal. We yeah. need more time to sort yeah. this out. And then- uh, and because the more time the People's Work campaign has got, yes. the more likely it is to happen. I agree. I think so. I agree. Know, I thought that. it was very interesting in her three-hour performance at the dispatch crease. box. At the crease, yeah. Um, which is difficult with the runs, isn't it? But um, uh, it would be really, you know, I know. <laughs> Enough, Ooh. do you? Um, would have been the wicketkeeper, would you? I tell you what, the <laughs> the best wasn't the best bit of this, and we could talk about some great bits of the last twenty four hours. But one of the best bits for me was when Andrew Bridgen yeah, came and yeah, did yeah. his weaselly little. Yeah. yeah, he's such a weasel, isn't he? And after he'd sat down, you could as he was about to sit down, you could hear the voice of Nicholas Soames say, "Oh, sit down, you disloyal twerp." It was very Marvelous. good. There were some nice bits. Chris Leslie asking the Tories to raise their hands if that they were in favour of the deal. Yeah. Not even Theresa May <laughs> But it would have been brilliant if, if she, she had been the hand only hand one. Yeah. Just the one hand up. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is very good. I have actually spoken to a couple of, um, of Tory MPs, uh, well, quite a few Tory MPs, who are backing the deal, who do like it. And one, in fact, who has been connected to the EIG in the past. So there, there, there are pragmatists and realists out there in the Tories. Yes. Um, it's just they don't often shout as loud as the, as the uh, Brexiteers. Yes. I've um, got to say, I also like Rory Stewart. Yeah. Did you see Rory Stewart? Uh, he has been one of the... He would have put his little hand up if he hadn't known it's, it's, a, it's a trap. Yeah, <laughs> it's a trap. Akbar style. Even I Don't sit that. on your hands. Don't, do, don't put your hand up. Um, and he, he's the MP for Penrith in the border. I've been largely unaware of his work. Um, before, but he's a prisons minister, isn't he? He's a little fellow with the yeah, uh, exactly with the. I, 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 let's say he's wet look hair. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, and he said um, he gave a lot of interviews this morning. He was on. I think I heard him on today, but he was on Sky and various others. He said this deal was a remarkable achievement, a really good deal. The prime minister has pulled off something remarkable, which I mean, you know, we could do. Let's not do that, yeah, gang, but let's right? Not, I'm let's not, not cutting this pod. Let's not do that there. Um, he was. He then went on uh, with Emma Barnett uh, yeah. on. Um, she's on Five Live, isn't she? she? Is, she's yeah. very. She's very, very good. I think. Formerly of the Daily Telegraph. Yes, exactly. And she. He. She, he said eighty percent of the British public support this deal. Yeah. And Emma Barnett said, "No, they don't. That's you've just you've made it up." And he went, "Yes, I actually have made it up. It's, it's just my feeling." I'm, he said, "I'm producing a number to try and illustrate what I believe." I totally apologise for that, and I take it back. 
fantastic. It's superb. If only it was also. If only this had it That's happened how, in the. If only this had happened in the referendum, and somebody, somebody, Emma Barnett had, had stood up and said, "It's you, we don't, you know, we're not going to give three hundred and fifty. Actually, no, I've just produced that number. We're not going to give three hundred and fifty million to just, the NHS a week. I just, made I, I apologise for that, and I take it back. <coughs> well, there how we go. How different things might have been. What do you um, want to do? Some odds? Do you want to do some Tory leadership? Go odds? on, then. Let's do the odds, and then I'm going to. We're going to. I'm going to finish with a, with another list. So she is odds on to go by the end of the year. Uh, yeah. It is about uh, nine to four on. Of course, four to nine. If you of don't. course, this time last year I was predicting that she wouldn't make it to last Christmas. Yes, I know. So I that's, know. that's right. Rob is uh, five to one. Lois four to one. Uh, Javid and Boris are six to one. Gove mm. is between six to one, twelve to one. Ooh, twelve to one on Gove's a good bet. I yeah, think yeah. it's quite a good bet. You've got, got a bit of uh, got a bit of moolah on Hunt that. You can get around eight to ten to one, mm. and I think that's quite yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. Rees Mogg ten to one. Jacob Rees Mogg is not going to be the prime he, minister. He's not. He's not. You stand. are wasting your dough. Yeah. David Davis is around twelve to one, but as low as six to one in some places. Uh, and I can't see that. I he's... can't see it either. Mordaunt, uh, Mordaunt. Uh, Sixteen to one and yeah. Ledson twenty to one. Yeah, no, I think I think Pretty Patel is fifty to one. <laughs> uh, well, that would be bad. I'd certainly Overpriced. never be granted a ministerial interview if she was to be uh, in number ten. Um, yeah, I think I, I, my money would be on um, Gove or Hunt. I think. Yeah, I, th- I mean Hunt. I think is, well, is, is you know he can speak French. He can speak French. And what else? Japanese. Yeah. Uh, the fact English. that he's the fact that he everything he touches turns to complete disaster <laughs> is uh, yes is uh, you know you might as well put Grayling in charge of it. Okay. Oops, oh, I've broken this. <laughs> I've broken this expensive train set now. Um, so yes, what happens next? Who knows? Who knows? But we are very much in the end game, though, aren't we? We very much are. But before we do Brexiteer. I'll leave you with a few names. Yes. And these are probably going to be out of date as soon as I've yes. said them. Michael Fallon. Oh. Pretty Patel. Damien Green. Amber Rudd. David Davis. Boris Johnson. Tracy Crouch. Joe Johnson. Shalish Farah. Dominic Rabb. Esther McVeigh. Suella Braverman. Anne-Marie Trevelyan. I'm not sure if that's yeah. how you say her name or indeed who she is. Ranil Jawad Anna. Yeah. Um, and Rahman Christie all resigned from Theresa May's government. Over Brexit. And, well, no, because there was, a, there was oh, some no, no. porn Tracy thrown in there. Yes, bit of, of porn, bit of right. Israel. Um, <laughs> but you do have to say that with a body count like that, it has the decision of David Cameron to call this the referendum and draw a line under the infighting in the Conservative Party really has paid off. And thank God that we went with David Cameron instead of the Coalition of Chaos with Ed Miliband. Imagine what I do have... love it when people, when anything anything slightly chaotic, which is daily, or right, someone drags that tweet out. Again. Le- the choice is between, between me, the clear choice between um, me and chaos Pig under, under and the Coalition of Chaos under Ed Miliband. Right, it's time to do Brexiteer of the Week. Stay angry, fight Brexit, subscribe to the New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One 
or order online at our website, www.neweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back. This podcast is brought to you in association with Progress, the centre-left Labour pressure group, changing Labour policy, stopping a Tory hard Brexit, marching for a people's vote, your remain home in Labour. Join today for just £3 a month at prog.rs forward slash join. That is prog, P-R-O-G dot R-S forward slash join, J-O-I-N. Brexiteer of the Week. Brexiteer of the Week. I think we should talk about, even though she wasn't really a Brexiteer during the referendum campaign, I think we should talk about Theresa May first of all, because um, the, the word endgame has been used. She, we are, yeah. we are, negotiations for our departure are now in the endgame. She they said endgame a couple of times uh, in, the, uh, in the House of Commons. And I wonder if she's ever seen endgame by Samuel Beckett, which is a, a one-act play by Samuel Beckett. Um, in which the lead character can't leave uh, because he's blind and paraplegic. His parents can't leave because they've both lost both of their legs in a cycling accident and now they live in dustbins. And the only person who can leave, who is uh, is uh, Ham, the lead character's servant, who's called Clove, I think, he spends the entire play threatening to leave, but he never actually leaves. Anyway, it's not a... Um, it, 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 it's a play about not leaving, essentially, and wanting to leave, much like um, Waiting for Godot. And I just yeah. wonder whether we've been underestimating Theresa May and that whole of the last 28 months has been a really clever performance piece uh, inspired by Samuel Beckett about repetition, despair, the futility of attempting to outrun Father Time. And it is all very reminiscent of the final lines from Waiting for Godot, which, of course, as you well know, are... absolutely. Um, one of them says, well, shall we go? And the other one says, yes, let's go. And then the stage instruction says they do not move. And then the lights go off. Um, so Theresa, Theresa May um, sneaks into the list despite not really being a Brexiteer. I don't think Andrew Neil has ever come out as a full Brexiteer either. But I think we know which way, um, we, we, just, we know which way his, his, uh, his, his chips are cut, don't we? And, um, crinkle cut. He loves crinkle cut chips. He does. I he was puts in, them in his little hair, doesn't I he? Was, and tries to cover his ball patch with I them. was in the higher, it was probably... He's very florid now, isn't he? It was very, he looks a bit, he's getting a little bit Alan Brazil. It was probably 3am and he's demanding chips and they brought them. And he said, no, I want crinkle cut chips. Bring me crinkle cut chips. Do you remember, none of that's true. Do you remember when, um, do you remember those chips? Yes. In the 80s that had ketchup inside them? No. Yeah. Oh my giddy arms. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't have to put ketchup on, they were already inside. That's amazing. They were foul. That is incredible. Truly foul. Who th- who thought it's like the square melon, isn't it? You know, squellin. This is the squellin. Yeah, wasn't <laughs> she in Dallas? Squellin. She was good. <laughs> That's a good gag. Yeah, it I is like good, that. isn't it? That's yeah. good. Um, but it's like the square melon, which was designed. Nobody wanted a square melon, did they? Thanks, you so. know, just because it's a bit more easy to fit in your fridge. Awesome. And there's, there's also a seedless melon, isn't there? Which just goes, oh God, it's such a hassle. I think Jerry Seinfeld does a thing about this, doesn't he? It seems to. It, well, it's this just thing such about a hassle spitting out these four or five pips. Well, I used to get told off. I used to, when I was a student, I used to work on a till in a supermarket. Oh, Live yeah. for the bleep. Beep, beep, beep. 
when you're finished, you can did still you, hear were it. You, did you do? Were you chatty? All right, love. Uh, yeah, I no. was chatty. I quite liked you it. Rich cheese, have you? I, I quite liked it. But I said um, I, when they used to, when people used to bring bags of ice, oh, I yeah. used to scan it. And go, Bip. I know the recipe, you know. I can let you in on it if you want. That's a good joke. <laughs> that. Every time, and no one ever laughed. They just went, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would anyone buy ice? I guess it's because they're having a party or something. But anyway, so return to Andrew Neil. Um, he has called. Um, the Observer journalist Carol Cadwallader, mm. he called her a mad cat, mad cat woman Carol Codswallop, mm. um, and he, he did this in a tweet which he sent at three fifteen a.m. Yeah, he's uh, probably just got his cream cut chips. He's just there tucking in and going, "Oh, I'll just put some ketchup. I wonder if there's if there was ketchup inside <laughs> oh, my cream cut chips. <laughs> oh, God. I'd love that." And um, he then <coughs> deleted the tweet. He hasn't apologised. No, no. The BBC press office have had to get yeah. involved and say, "Well, he's deleted the tweet, and that really is the end of it." And it isn't really liked, the end of it. He is liked it? the. The tweet that the BBC press office did he? But yeah, he's not actually he's not actually apologised. And you know, look, Andrew Neil is the he's the chairman of the group which owns the right wing magazine, uh, the Spectator, which I think we can refer to as a right wing magazine. It's yeah, got, but I think uh, you know, in in the nicest possible way, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, and there's also Rod Little in there. Um, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, um, point two. Um, uh, so. You know, the impartiality of, of, of Andrew Neil has got to be called into question. I, I, I do think he sort of digs out people on both sides. He does. Um, he, he certainly does when he... I, I wouldn't call into question his uh, neutrality while presenting BBC shows. Yes, right? I've exactly. seen him give roastings to, uh, you know... Nope. Nope. Um, to Labour, the Tories, Lib Dems... Yes. Whoever. Yes. It's very. It's true to say that in the last year, though, he in, in uh, f- I think for fundraising events for the Spectator, he's, mm. he's he's interviewed people like Davis and Farage mm-hmm. on stage, mm-hmm. and and you know in a slightly more chummy way than he does on the on the the, the politics show. Yeah. Um, anyway, but the thing is for me with this is that Andrew Neil has used a, a, an insult there, which has been popularised by Aaron Banks, mm. who is always calling Carol Cadwallader. Codswall upon Twitter, and he has called her a crazy cat lady, a sad cat lady. It's key Bannon stuff, this, isn't it? Yep. And Trump and Bannon. Uh, he accused Carol Cadwallader the other day of a peak cat lady stalking. And I went back to his book, The Bad Boys of Brexit. And what a read that is. What a great read it is. It's the only, it did make me feel physically ill reading that book. You did review it, didn't you? It was, yes. It's one of the most disgusting things that I've ever read in my life. And in it, he talks about how Andrew Neil got him to speak at a private dining society that Andrew Neil uh, runs. And, um, and um, Andrew emailed him to say that um, he would find quite a few in Andrew Neil's private dining club that were sympathetic to your case and a few with checkbooks. Um, and, it, you know, I just it leaves a really nasty taste in the mouth, all this, and it's fair to say uh, that Carol Cadwallader has recently won two major journalism awards for her stories on Aaron Banks, and Andrew Neil, meanwhile, has been asked to perform a Nicki Minaj song at the Royal Variety Performance. So Do you know, is, I'm the member of a private dining society. Are you? Mm. Is it just you? It, it, it tends to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nadine Doris is the runner-up Brexiteer of the Week, and um, 
like a lot of other people, Nadine Doris is the MP for Mid Bedfordshire. What really? Like a lot of other people? Like a lot, but there's loads of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm one. I'm MP for Mid Bedfordshire. Oh, right. Well, it's do you just when, apply? Or? It's when she's writing her books, isn't it? Some of us ah, have got to fill it's in. It's like so, a rotation. So I do. I do Tuesdays. Three, so Tuesdays, like, so Tuesdays, like socialist utopia. Hello, and I'm, I'm always available on the phone. I can only do a phone surgery, but I'm very good. Hello, have you got any problems in Mid Bedfordshire? Oh, what is in Mid Bedfordshire? Uh, it's bound to be potholes. Well, it is. Yeah, is there? A, have you got a pothole in Stevenage? I think I can help with that. I once um, went to Stevenage. Yeah, have I told you my Stevenage story? Oh, uh, we've, uh, we've got an office in Stevenage, the, uh, the fine, uh, the fine company that I, you and I work. I for. am aware of that, but I didn't go for that purpose. But I did go there. It's got a very beautiful high street. I've got to say. And then I saw round this corner a queue. Yeah. Called this, and I thought, whoa, what's people? I went on and I looked, and it went round, snaked round again. Yeah. And round another corner. Yeah. And I thought, oh my god, I'm getting excited. I love a queue. Went went to the front. It's burger van. A burger van. Around two corners. It must have been bloody good burgers. It must have been bloody good burgers. But did they have crinkle cut chips for Andrew Neil? Unlikely. Or ketchup with chips with ketchup in the middle of them. Unlikely. Um, Nadine Doris wrote on Twitter to put stop. She's stopped writing a book and she started writing about Jeremy Haywood, who who died the, yeah. the, the, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was the cabinet secretary. He was the head of the civil service. And she wrote, he only retired from public service very recently, working long into his illness. He had cancer, didn't he, Jeremy Haywood? Civil servants who rise to his level embody qualities many of us can only aspire to. His dedication and commitment stand as testament to his values, achievements and abilities. And I thought that was a really nice message. And then I was looking through and I sort of thought... Is, it, is this the first time that she's written about civil servants on Twitter? And, in fact, no, she hasn't. Um, she's 20, March 2016, these, these are common ones. Brexit is a... Do, uh, sorry, uh, the government paper warning about um, a Brexit, Project Fear, if you like. She said it was a dodgy dossier written by civil servants who support Remain. In January this year... She said that the Brexit impact papers were be, were, had been put together by civil servants run by a Remainer, Ollie Robbins. Uh, she said that the leak of those things meant a civil servant's head needs to roll. Mm. This March, she said, she quoted Churchill, after a time civil servants tend to become no longer servants and no longer civil. <laughs> September, she said, I think there are ministers, advisers and civil servants who must be held to account when we leave. And who was the head of the civil service during all this time that Nadine Doris has been laying into it? It was Jeremy Haywood. Indeed. So keep your tributes to yourself, frankly. But the Brexiteer of the week... Yeah. It's James Dyson. That was his little hoover there. Oh, no, they're, they're far... Have you, have you heard of Dyson? Yeah. <clears throat> now, they look sexy. <clears throat> they make I... a right racket, don't they? Ah! <laughs> ah! I got one, right? Let's hear uh, that again. Ah! <laughs> so I got, I got one, right? Yeah. When I, I recently moved, got a Dyson. Yeah. And um, Sunday morning, I'm up early... And I live next door to some students. They they stay up late. That's fine. That's fine. I'm That's more there. than happy for them. Yeah. So I can sleep for anything. Have a good time. That's you enjoy movies. yourself. I've enjo- yeah. You enjoy yourself. You enjoy yourself, love. Have yourself a few drinks tonight. I say out the window and they say, thanks, old man Porry. <laughs> no, I've moved from that place now. But I got it. Sunday morning, I was at about seven. I thought, oh, I'll just put the Uber on. 
walk up the old bloody street. Oh, no. Anyway, they didn't knock on the door, did they? they yeah. Bloody old man Porry, oh, quiet no. down there. I said, you were listening to NRG, NRG, Techno until 4am. ERG, yeah, you ERG. the ERG on. listening to ERG until 4am. Um, James Dyson says he is enormously optimistic about the UK's prospects after Brexit. But as an inventor, it's good that he's got really inventive ways of showing his enormous mm. patriotism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In October, you remember that he decided, oh, what am I going to do? Shall I build my, my new electric car in Britain, in Brexit Britain, that I'm really optimistic about? And, I, and I'll put, that will be an investment of £2 billion, pounds, uh, well, and, and I'll create at least 1,000 jobs. Obviously. Yeah, or shall I do it in Singapore oh. as well? Oh. Instead, uh, uh, where I've probably been offered a low tax deal. So he did it in oh. Singapore, and now he's been revealed to be a member of three tax deferral schemes, uh, which are run by firms who were two firms are running these, and both of them are in dispute with HM Revenue and Customs about the whether some of the schemes that they've been involved in are you know, strictly on the level. The schemes that he is in allows James Dyson to put off paying tax by 15 years. <laughs> When he's 71, you know, <laughs> it's okay, yeah, right. When he's 86, he'll, he'll have to pay up. These are completely legal schemes, obviously, but That's it not. does mean that he doesn't have to pay tax for 15 He'd be a years. sucker not to. He'd be a sucker not to. You've ruined my end joke. Oh, no. I, I can't I, believe I, this. I, have I really? You have, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, I read this. <laughs> but that's okay. He is also, James Dyson, is Britain's biggest farmer. He's got the most that's right. farmland yeah, of yeah. anywhere. It's something like 16,000 hectares, yeah. which no, is probably not that much, is no, it? No, no, it is. It's I'll a lot. He owns, you know, where, you know where, um, where Sheffield is? Yes. Everything, right down to Watford, from east to west, north to south, yeah. he owns. Yeah. And he hadn't told a lot of people because some people live there and there's some cities there, but he owns the whole thing. Yes. Not just the farmland. Um, and he's expanded his portfolio, his farming portfolio. He spent another 37 million quid on land uh, this year by his company, which is called Beeswax Dyson Farming. Mind your own Beeswax Dyson Farming. Oh. I bet he says that quite a bit. Uh, yeah, so you will be paying any tax. Well, mind your own Beeswax <laughs> Dyson Farming. Um, and so the good thing about owning a lot of farmland is. There are two things, aren't there? One, Bang as a racing. keen Brexiteer, you get you get agricultural subsidies from the EU, <laughs> which is I think he's accepted them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what else? Uh, I, there's lots farmland. of jokes I'd like to tell. You. Farmland is exempt from inheritance tax, isn't that oh. nice? So you can, you can just pass it on. Um, which he is, is Gloucester, which is very nice. Sure. So as it says here, this is a really funny joke that I've written down to to, to do that. You'll, <laughs> what, you'll love what this. Could it be? So could the vacuum cleaner disruptor really be taking the tax man for a sucker? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I can't write another one now. Yeah, you know, I have to write this stuff down. It doesn't just come out of my mouth. Well, it did for me. Well, it did. Well, I know that's because you read it earlier on. Difference between comic genius. He, and... he, is he Dyson with death? Ah, well, probably not. No, probably um, not. So it's a slightly weird note. <laughs> does his does do his electric cars Hoover? Do they go? <laughs> what about if he made an electric car which hoovered up all the stuff on That's the road? What I was thinking that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. Somebody threw a fag out the window, and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay I've got this. Hoover <laughs> <laughs> it up. Imagine that. But the rural roads that we live on, you wouldn't want that, would you? Because you'd come home with like a sort of dead stag. <laughs> you know what's that? What's that in the bag? It's, imagine if the airbags were full of a dead stag. 
How would that work? I don't know where, how you drive home. We both literally live in the city centre. Where are the dead stags between where we're sat now and your house? Where between, are the dead stags? Yeah. Yeah. The, the dr- drunk people. There's, there's plenty of them. They're on Prince of Wales Road with all the nightclubs. Often a dead stag there <laughs> in the morning. Anyway, Thank you James Dyson is the Brexiteer of the week. Well done, James. What should the listener do right now? If you've enjoyed this podcast, and God knows, you, you must have done it. How it's could been, you not have? It's been wonderful. Then you should leave us lots of lovely reviews on your podcatchers of choice. Um, uh, you can uh, join the New European Readers Group on Facebook. You can follow uh, the New European on Twitter, at the New European. You can go to steadyhq.com. Uh, search for the New European and you can sign up to our crowdfunder and make sure that our work uh, fighting Brexit continues and we are we're in the end game she's right Theresa and we've still got skin in the game I'm living in a bin eh and yeah I'm sticking at the crease and I've got the runs yeah Um, if you really like you can follow me on Twitter and hear more of these poor quality gags but without the intervention of Richard Porritt. Uh, <laughs> follow me and I'll tell him first. <laughs> That's right, so you can follow me. following him. You can follow me at, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. And you can follow me at Porritt, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. That was the New European Podcast, brought to you in association with Progress. The centre-left Labour pressure group, changing Labour policy, stopping a Tory hard Brexit... Marching for a people's vote, your remain home in Labour. Join now at prog.rs forward slash join. If you haven't already, go and get the newspaper. It's £2.50. The front page is a stunner and very, very timely. We'll be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.